A Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on, kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. G'day, I'm Uncle Daniel, and it's great to have you join us from wherever you are watching around the world. We pray you will have a rich blessing from opening the Sabbath with us in the song and Bible study. Hello, Antilia, and hello, boys and girls. Hi, Uncle Daniel. I'd like to say hello to Stan and Kathy, who are today with the King. They live in Durambandi, a town in South Queensland, where they grow lots of wheat. Hello. hello. Tamia. Would you please say a prayer for us to welcome the Holy Spirit? Dear Lord, thank you for the blessings of the past week. We ask for the Holy Spirit to teach us your truth. In Jesus' name, Amen. Auntie Leah, what Bible gem do we have this time? I'll get you to find out in a moment. But first of all, what did you think of all those strange animals in the Bible study last week? Weird! Scary. Just as well we're going on our treasure hunt so we can understand what some of these symbols mean. Did our clues help you to understand Daniel's dream? Yes. yes. It's becoming very clear that Daniel was given the same prophecy as King Nebuchadnezzar, but Daniel was given additional information, particularly more information that relates to our time. So that's very exciting. Later in our Bible study, we'll learn more about some animal symbols. The prophecy given in the dream to King Nebuchadnezzar was so important that God repeated it twice more in dreams to Daniel. And hundreds of years later, God gave even more details about the time period of the toes in King Nebuchadnezzar's dream to the Apostle John, who was one of Jesus' disciples. But we have to study Revelation, the prophetic book that John wrote, to understand more prophecies relating to our time and the near future. Okay, Bethany, we're ready to open the jewel box now. Can you please get the gemstone out for us? It's a pretty emerald one. Oh, isn't it gorgeous? What's the Bible reference? Second Chronicles 2020. Caleb, would you mind reading that for us? Sure. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. What a wonderful promise. God will richly bless our lives if we believe and obey the messages and warnings he gives us through his servants, the prophets. These prophecies also help us share our faith with others. Bethany, we're ready for the clue in our jewel box. Can you read that? Fulfilled prophecy shows that the Bible is God's word, not just man's word. Yes, it's like God's unique signature. The Bible is divine. It speaks the truth right from how the world was made down to how it's going to end. It speaks the truth that Jesus died for our sins and rose again, and that he offers forgiveness to us and eternal life. And it's our privilege and duty to share this wonderful news with confidence. So keep studying these prophecies until you understand them and talk about it to your friends. It will build their trust in the Bible too. Thanks, Aunty Leah. Learning about prophecy is helping me to trust in the Bible more. Brayden, Ted, do you have anyone who's long to teach us with? Hello, Brayden. Hi, everyone. Let's start by singing a Sabbath song. We're going to sing Don't Forget the Sabbath. 
books are open? We can. This is a beautiful song that talks about Jesus as our high priest in heaven. Let's sing it together. Oh, there were 2,300 days for the people to learn of God's ways. At the end of his time, God would draw a great big line, and then he said the judgment Can we sing with all, all your heart? That's another great scripture song. Let's sing it together. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You will seek me. new songs we learned. We also like story time with Dr. John. Let's go. Hello boys and girls, I'm Dr. John and I'm so glad you're with me today. And a special hello to the boys and girls watching right around the world. A little girl once, very pretty, but she had a problem. It was to do with anger and she was rather naughty. But I have chosen such a sweet little assistant this morning, Alicia. And Alicia is going to show you the cranky face. <sighs> oh. And whenever she didn't get her own way, she would do that and she would stamp her feet and she would scream. And people were so scared of her, she got her own way all the time. And one day she was walking down the road with her cranky face and there was an old man called William Rogers working in the garden. And he said, hello, sweetie. Well, she thought that was nice. He told her a story from the Bible, had a little prayer with her and said, God bless you. And she went away feeling a lot happier. Well, not long after that, she went into her grandpa's office and her grandpa was a judge. And when she got there, she saw Mr. Rogers with handcuffs on, sitting outside and she said, what's the matter, Mr. Rogers? I'm going to jail because I was preaching on the Sabbath and the judge is going to send me and my friends to jail. Who, the judge? That's my grandpa. And she went in there and she 
hit the door with a fist. Go away. Kick the door. And she butted the door with her head. And Grandpa, the judge, he was sitting inside. And he was wearing the judge's wig. Finally, he said, what's the matter? And she came in and said, Grandpa, you will let Mr. Rogers go or I will drown myself in the lake. Well, she had such a bad temper. Grandpa said, all right, don't drown yourself in the lake. And she went and got outside. She said to Mr. Rogers, you'll be okay. And Grandpa came out. He put his wig on. He wanted to look important. And he said, here is your sentence. And he tore it up. Alicia, give me a smile. And she went away happy, and so did Mr. Rogers. You know, she grew up a bit cranky. She married, her name became Mrs. Tooley. And she was very rich, and she was very cranky. And finally she went to the doctor, and she said, Doctor, I am such an angry person. And the doctor looked at her, he was a Christian doctor, and he said, you need to discover God. Well, she went home and she had a dream that if she went to a certain church, she would meet a pastor and he would say a text for her. So she went to a church called Cheapside Lane. And when she got in there, she saw a pastor preaching and she thought, that's the pastor in my dream. I wonder whether he will say the text. And he did. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Psalms 116. And you know, she gave her life to Jesus. And the man who was preaching the sermon, his name was Timothy. Timothy Rogers. And he told her the story about his father and the cranky little girl who saved his life. And she said, Mr. Rogers... I was that little girl, and Jesus has come into my heart. Isn't that beautiful? God uses even cranky little girls. Thank you, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study time. Open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 8. We're going to learn about the longest time prophecy in the Bible. But first, we must pray for understanding. Jeremiah, would you please do that for us? Dear God, thank you for fulfilled prophecies that build your trust in you. Please help us and the children at home to understand what we read. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Jeremiah. Bryce, do you remember what we learned about last week? We learned that Daniel had a dream about four animals. Yes, those four animals represented four kingdoms. And what did we learn about those kingdoms? They were the same four kingdoms from Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Yes. Today, we'll learn about another vision that Daniel had just before the fall of Babylon. And to make it easier for us to understand, God sent his chief angel Gabriel to explain the vision to Daniel. As we'll see, this vision parallels parts of previous visions. This prophetic vision starts with the Medo-Persian kingdom because Babylon is about to be conquered and pass into history. Auntie Leah, 
Could you please point to Medo-Persia on the statue? Let's start by reading Daniel 8, 3 and 4. Thanks, Jaira. Then I lifted up my eyes and saw there standing beside the river was a ram which had two horns and the two horns were high but one was higher than the other and the higher one came up last. Mm, thank you. Caleb, could you please read verse 4? I, was, I saw the ram pushing westward, northward and southward so that no animal could withstand him nor was there any that could deliver from his hand but he did according to his will and became great. We don't have to guess which kingdom this animal represents because the angel Gabriel tells us in verse 20 that the ram represents the kings of Media and Persia. Then Daniel saw another animal in his vision. Bryce, could you please read verse 5? And as I was considering, suddenly a male goat came from the west across the surface of the whole earth without touching the ground, and the goat had a notable horn between his eyes. And Shemaiah, could you please read verse 6? Then he came to the ram and had two horns. Then he came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing beside the river, and ran at him with furious power. And Jeremiah verse 7? And I saw him confronting the ram. He was moved with rage against him, attacked the ram and broke his two horns. There was no power in the ram to withstand him, but he cast him down to the ground and trampled him. And there was no one that could deliver the ram from his hand. And Sai, verse 8. Therefore the male goat grew very great, but when he became strong, the large horn was broken and in place of it Four notable ones came up towards the four winds of heaven. Auntie Leah, would you please read verse 21 where angel Gabriel explains who the male goat represents? Sure. And the male goat is the kingdom of Greece. The large horn that is between its eyes is the first king. Now, Jaira, could you please read verse 22? As for the broken horn and the... Four that stood up in its place, four kingdoms shall arise out of that nation, but not with its power. We know from history that Alexander the Great was the first king, the greatest king on earth at that time. He died suddenly when he was only 33 years old, and his four generals divided the kingdom amongst themselves. But none of them ever achieved the greatness of King Alexander. Now, look at our chart. What kingdom ruled the world after Greece? Rome. Yes, Rome was very powerful and cruel. In verse 9, we learn more about the little horn power we learned about last week. It started off little but grew and became very great. Verse 10 tells us it grew so big and powerful that it grew up to the host of heaven. This little horn power is more than a political power. It also tries to make itself equal with God. It tries to stand in the place of the Prince of the Host, which is another name for Jesus. Caleb, could you please read verse 11? He even exalted himself as high as the Prince of the Host, and by him the daily sacrifice were taken away, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. Thank you. Bryce, could you please read verse 12? Because of transgression, an army was 
given over to the horn to the opposite to oppose the daily sacrifices and he cast truth down to the ground he did all this and prospered this is sanctuary language so let's review what we know about the sanctuary that will help us to understand what this little horn power is doing that is so wicked the sanctuary on earth was a copy of the sanctuary in heaven the sanctuary services pointed to the work of Jesus on our behalf. Remember, Jesus is the only one who can forgive sins. Verse 12 tells us this little horn power tries to trample down and take over Jesus' role in our salvation. This little horn power sets up a false system of worship and claims to be able to forgive sins. If any human being or religious organization claims to be able to forgive sins, we know from the Bible that they are false. Because 1 Timothy 2 verse 5 says that only Jesus can forgive our sins. Let's all read this together as our memory verse. Are we ready? All right. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Now, during this vision, Daniel hears two angels talking. One asks the other how long this wicked little horn power is going to crush out the truth about Jesus as our only sin-pardoning Savior. What is the other angel's response in verse 14? Thanks, Shemaiah. And he said to me, For 2,300 days, then the sanctuary shall be cleansed. 2,300 prophetic days represents how many literal years? 2,300 years. Yes. And on what day was the earthly sanctuary cleansed of all the sins that have been confessed during the year? The day, day of judgment. That's right. That was the day of judgment. So after 2,300 years, the judgment in heaven was to begin. The Day of Atonement was the final opportunity for the people to seek forgiveness for their sins. Daniel felt overwhelmed by the prophecy and fainted before Gabriel had a chance to explain all of the vision to him. But our torchlight Mrs. White's writings in the book Royalty and Ruin, page 193, shines encouraging light on our ability to understand the prophecies of Daniel, especially as we read them alongside the book of Revelation. Jeremiah, can you please read that for us? The prophecies of Daniel demand our special attention because they relate to the time in which we are living. We should read them along with the last book of the New Testament. The promise is plain that special blessing will accompany the study of these prophecies. The wise shall understand. Fortunately, Gabriel returned at a later time and gave more details to Daniel about the start date of the 2300 year period. We'll discover next week that we are living in the final day of atonement or judgment period in world history. So now is the time to confess and forsake all our sins and faithfully follow Jesus day by day. Jesus is now in the most holy place in the heavenly sanctuary, judging his professed people. One of the last warning messages to us in Revelation 14 verse 7 says, We should honor, respect and worship the Creator God, for the hour of his judgment has come. 
To study more about this, here's Matthew and Kaylee to remind you just how you can download today's devotional. <sighs> what do you want? You bored? Yes. Look what I got. Whoa! Look at that! Every day of the week. Where'd you get this? A day of the king.com. Thanks, Matthew and Kaylee. Uncle Daniel, what are we going to be learning about next week? Well, next week we are going to discover a glorious prophecy, one that proves Jesus of Nazareth is who he claimed to be, the divine Son of God who died for us and rose again. And it's just as certain that he will come back to take us home to be with him in heaven. I can't wait for that day. Is it time to say our memory verse? Yes, it is. Ready, everyone? For there is one God and one mediator between God and men the man Christ Jesus, 1 Timothy 2, 5. Isn't it wonderful that Jesus himself bridged the gap so our sins can be forgiven directly through Jesus? Bethany, what did you learn about the King today? That Jesus has given us prophecies about our time. Isn't that so exciting? It just shows how much Jesus is interested in you and me. He wants us to know that he is there for us even today. Uncle Daniel, is it time to sing our blessing song? Yes, it is. Time sure flies, doesn't it? Would you like to sing along with us? Ready, everyone? May God bless you and keep you and fill your heart with love. May God guide and protect me because he's blessed me with amazing family and friends. I know Jesus loves me because he keeps me safe from day to day. I know Jesus loves me because he gave me animals. listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.